Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is Pridecast with Jonathan Bennett and James Vaughn on iHeartRadio. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jonathan Bennett, and this is iHeartRadio's Pridecast, your weekly dose of love, laughter, and hopefully a little inspiration. And a reminder to be proud of who you are. I am joined, of course, by my handsome, hunky, hot, hey, that's alliteration, three H's, handsome, oh, hunky, hot husband, James uh, Hahn. This is oh, Hames Han. What if, baby. babe, what if your name was Hames Han and then it was five H's? Hunky just... Hames Han. Actually, it's <sighs> James Vaughn, but you know the rest. <laughs> we just got back from our honeymoon, yes. and this is how he chooses to engage yes. me after such a magical week. We had such a magical week, and it's even more magical right now. How am I not engaging you by saying, what if your name was Hames Han? First of all, I called you hot. I called you hot. I called you hunky. I called you handsome. Where's tell me where the downfall is in that conversation. Just call me kind and say that you love me and I'm good. You're kind and I love you, but you're also hot, hunky, handsome husband. That's four H's. I know I've had a lot of iced coffee because when James is gone, I don't have a sensor on my Starbucks iced coffee intake. So this is my second venti iced coffee of the day, which, by the way, Real quick newsflash, if anyone knows of this, there's now chocolate malt powder at Starbucks that you can put in your iced coffees. I highly recommend you do it. Here, iced listen. coffee gaze, this is for you. Iced oh, coffee gaze, goodness. this sound right here. <laughs> that sound right there, that's for you. But we're not together right now because whilst enjoying our magical honeymoon, my mom got sick and- She got the vid. Get vaccinated, folks, please. Get so vaccinated. She had a little time in the hospital. And so I had to fly up to Virginia, cutting things a little short to come make sure she's okay. So my baby went home. He's taking care of the dog. And I'm here in Virginia helping take care of mom, which my brothers have been doing a fantastic job of prior. And uh, it means we're separated and I can't moderate Jonathan's iced coffee intake. So I'm so sorry, everybody. But we did have a really magical honeymoon. We did have a really wonderful time. We went on the Carnival Mardi Gras, the which ship. is the biggest ship they got. Oh my gosh, it's huge! There's a water slide. There's roller coasters. We literally had seven days of just absolute fun. And I get it why Carnival's like tagline is "Thunderstruck." It's because when you go, I said "Thunderstruck," guys, not not anything else. Thunderstruck. Get it? Like fun instead of thunder. Thunder. You get thunderstruck on Carnival, and you really do. Like it is. They've perfected the science of people going on a boat and having fun for a week they do everything right no notes i have no notes and usually james and i are the gays that have notes we're like that was great but we have like a list of notes because we can't help ourselves no notes. you know what's beautiful about it for me too though baby is that we went on there as a gay couple and i never once felt like we weren't welcome and safe to be ourselves the entire time and that says a lot for progress because i sang on ships 18 years ago and it didn't always feel like that and i really didn't know what was going to happen this time around and it was really nice to feel like 
we were welcomed not just by you know everybody at carnival but the passengers yeah it was, we played it was, the newlywed game nice. and every and we and we stole the show like well, i was <laughs> it was so cool we played the newlywed game in front of everybody like you know just and what i love is that some of the other employees there some of the other staff members said you know sometimes like they have gay couples lesbian couples up for the newlywed game and that's just a normal thing which i think is so cool for carnival because when you see it and you understand that people are married and they're in love maybe this is the first time that people on that ship have been around someone that was out that they know of because you don't know where people come from when they come to ships like this so it's really it's really cool that carnival does that well back it up i want to go into this newlywed game Wait, i want to go into the how you used to work on the ships when you 18 years ago james used to work on carnival ships singing when the ships would still row like when there was still rowing to get the ships from point a to point b just like james is out there like rowing the ship Somebody please drive to our place and get the Palm ice Springs, baby. Sand Come get right my now. iced coffee. I, Come on. So <laughs> the newlywed game, what happens is there's three couples on stage, right? So there's the newlyweds. There's the people that have been married for some time. And then the people that have been married for the longest time of anybody on the cruise. So it ends up being like an older couple, kind of a middle-aged couple and the newlyweds. And what was really fun about it was... <laughs> Do you remember the moment in the show, baby, when everybody was given answers? They asked crazy questions. Like if you, uh, they ask them... Um, if uh, they having... said, what's the weirdest place or what's the most exciting place you've ever had ice cream, which is, which is code relation. for sex. And, and then they I said, said if... in the butt. Baby, you did not say that, first of all. OK. Second of all. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> uh, this is why I have to be there with you when we do these. And third, um, there are other questions were like, um, if if you were getting a thousand dollars for every time you had ice cream this this week, uh, how much ice cream? How much money would you have? Um, which somehow we had different answers. Uh, but that's what makes it funny. And there was a point when everybody had picked something that like you're all playful, right? So like it's not you're not really mad, but it's sort of like everybody's mad. And the guys that were from the other two straight couples both came over and joined me. Like I was the prime pick of who you would want to be with. Yeah. But it was really cute in that moment that like nobody saw like gay couple straight couple any of that and like i, I just chose there is progress and it's so beautiful because like everyone was just having a good time with us and these guys were so comfortable and their heterosexuality that they could come over and play and joke with me one of the dudes picked me up so it, it and was so we would like to announce now that we are in a thruple with bob from indiana and his wife so it's a it's a Joe, quadruple it is, no it no is, that's that is, not real that's not real that's all baby jokes, put the coffee down please. i'm sorry hold on oh. i can't i gotta keep but do you know what we did james on the way home from from the honeymoon we, well i know what we did let's talk about what we did we both got to watch on separate planes the first two episodes of all stars the winner season of drag race which is a great segue into who our guest is today. Coming up is Peppermint, who was a huge star on her season and is doing so much now. But before we get to her and all the wonderful things she's doing, so proud of her, let's talk about these superstars. Oh, my let's God. Let's talk about all stars. And oh, my gosh, what it's like to see eight winners on the screen at one time. It's probably like this is what heaven feels like. It's this is it like this is as good as it gets in the world. People like we get to watch this season. We are so addicted to drag race and I'm so addicted to this season already. Like the first episode was fierce. But the second episode, if you haven't seen the snatch game, let's just talk about the snatch game because it is a masterclass in how to do snatch game. It's the best snatch game I've ever seen. It's why I woke up that day it's why i'm alive this year is for this actual episode because like jinx monsoon and every i mean everybody in the entire cast just crushed it and even certain people that weren't crushing it crushed it by not crushing it I, it's hard to explain you just have to see the episode but it was just so fun and what i love about this this season of all stars is that there's there's a certain confidence with all the queens mm -hmm. on the show and I love that because it's the difference, like, for example, like, I know this is going to be a weird equation, but like when I do my Hallmark movie, the, the Christmas House, you have like Sharon Lawrence, Treat Williams, Robert Buckley, Anna, like everybody in the cast has worked for decades. They've established themselves and they're very comfortable with who they are in the entertainment world. And it shows on screen and it shows like in between takes. And like this cast, when you watch them, you know, a lot of times when you have a new season of Drag Race, 
there's a lot of insecurities that pop up with the queens because obviously it's their first time on television. They want to win. They're insecure already just because they're being, you know, exposing themselves in this like very vulnerable way to go on the show and like kind of show who they are. It's a very vulnerable place to be. And with that comes insecurity and with insecurity comes an energy and a vibration that isn't appealing sometimes. And here to get to see everyone just sit and be grounded in who they are in this world. They're all winners. It just makes it so much fun for the audience to watch. Well, baby, I think what the words you're looking for here is what the great poet Shangela Laquifa Wadley said. Professional. You are looking at girls who are all professionals. Yes. That's what it is. Like, even when you watch like Snatch Game, when Jada Essence Hall is doing this version of Prince that is so not Prince, but she has such a confidence to her that you don't care that she's not doing Prince because you're like, I just want to watch you do whatever you're doing right now because you're so cool in this moment. And they all have that. It's just, it's really fun to see because we never get to see that. And that's why I'm so glad they're eliminating no one and we get to see everybody have this journey. And I, when when Jinx Monsoon starts to teach a class about comedy, I'm going to be the first one to sign up for it because Jinx Monsoon is, I bow down to her as the best comedic drag queen I've ever seen. Yeah, that, well, that's when on season five when she was on, that's when I fell in love with her, when she did Little Edie. There's, and it, it, it was, and I know who Little Edie was, but it was the most hilarious thing I've ever how seen. How do you not know who Little Edie was? Because I hadn't seen Grey Gardens oh till you showed it God, to me, baby. And so then it was good. still kind of, I'm sorry, take away my gay card. It was boring. I couldn't get through it. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather watch Jinx recreate every scene from Grey Gardens baby, than actually watch Grey Gardens. Baby, we don't need to take away your gay card. Everyone, let me show you. He's pretty gay, okay? <laughs> he does some pretty gay things. Let me just say that, all right? And on that, and I think on we that, wrap let's, up this first Let's introduce our, our first guest and only guest, because we only have one guest in episode, the one and only fabulous Peppermint. Who will be with us right after this. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. All right, we are joined by the one and only LGBTQ plus icon. I mean, I, I would say icon, right? You would just say icon plus plus. Plus, I mean, plus, yeah. plus icon. I, the icon. Legend, legend, maybe? I, I think all of the above. The one and only Miss Peppermint joins us on Pridecast. Welcome. <laughs> I love that you just slid into frame on the screen, too. You gave dramatic entrance. 
<laughs> I mean, we're so Hello. excited to be talking to you. I mean, you are, gosh, besides a talent, you're such a trailblazer and you're, you're an activist and you're just a, a voice for the community in so many ways. And it's just such an honor to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. That's such, I hope I can live up to this praise. <laughs> oh, girl, you already have. You already have. <laughs> well, because, all right, so Jonathan was like a New York kid back in the day mm -hmm. in the scene, so like nose of peppermint. And then yep. me being the biggest Drag Race fan in the entire world <laughs> was a huge peppermint stand during that phase of your life. And then now with everything that you're doing, I think just like beyond both of us, the world is a peppermint stand. What do we even dive into first when you're so accomplished and have so many projects happening right now? I mean, every burner is full for you, girl. Well, I mean, we can start anywhere you want. I'm used to taking all types of angles and <laughs> positions. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's start with, you know, we should start with. So we were driving around town listening to the album. Part two is out. Let's talk. Let's talk about the music because I mean that's that's such a big thing with what you got going on right now with your touring with the it's moment of weakness letters to my lovers and it all um, starts with the music. Yeah, yes. you know, thank you for that. I uh, well, listen during the pandemic, in addition to rediscovering Stouffer's French bread pizza, can we Which believe is bomb. it was delicious? <laughs> it was a moment for me during the pandemic. Uh, I, I had just gotten off of, um, out of a, a, a very robust relationship, romantic relationship where I was in love and, uh, my heart was broken. So I don't know if it was the pandemic or the breakup, but I was eating that French bread pizza. Oh. And when I wasn't eating that pizza, I was, uh, I just took the moment to write down every, all the feelings, the ups and downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly into my, what it became three full diaries uh, of feelings and emotions. Uh, and then I ended up eventually tweaking those all into three albums worth of songs, uh, the, which represent the beginning, the middle, and of course the end of that relationship. Um, and I set it to music and the rest is history. The whole, the whole uh, project, the relationship is called Letters to My Lovers, but each installment has a different title. So it's the first one was A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers. This one, of course, is Moment of Weakness, which is basically Moment of Weakness, the song and sort of the title is about that moment where you're going to break up or you're, you've broken up and the first time you see your ex after the breakup, like what's Ooh, gonna happen? Crunchy. Is it like an awkward, oh, you look good? Right. Or is it like, you know, I, how dare you? And you stab them and go to jail. I don't know <laughs> what's gonna happen. Or like, maybe you'll just start having sex on the floor. Who knows? I'm down for all of it. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I, I'm not against any of them. <laughs> all, yeah, all, all, are, all are possible outcomes. No, no, there's, th no there's, three, there's two volumes, there'll be a third, correct? There will be a third. The third one is called Validation, which uh -huh. is about my, it's basically the rising from the ashes after completely the after the relationship and after the, 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 um, after the healing has started to take place. Uh, and so that's validation and that comes out next year. And is this all about when they say, say letters for my lovers, is this all the same person or is it all based on the same person or is it multiple versions, multiple lovers that we need three volumes? Cause you for? said love birds. I you go, said lovers, yeah, plural. You said lovers. I was like, there's three volumes. We, we got, we, we need some room. Just saying, based on the context <laughs> of the songs, like, I need to, who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> it could be that I was feeling so many different ways and so many different feelings with this one person. He treated right. me. He was a diff, diff, completely different person the day we met than he was the day we broke up. Maybe that's the different lovers. Or maybe it is that these experiences were kind of, um, rem reminiscent of previous experiences and I needed to call to sort of um, uh, look to my past in order to figure out how to navigate the present and the future. Uh, and they, these are all different types of experiences all rolled into one. Of course, there's a lot of things that I would have said to my ex-boyfriend that I would have said or have said to previous lovers in the past. But ultimately, I think realistically, um, 
as a trans woman and as, certainly as queer people, I think we are in some, in some ways less equipped to navigate the world of love and relationships. If you look at um, you know, film and television and entertainment and society and commercials and books and everything we take in as sort of a preparation for life, then of course romantic, how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife, um, even though there's no quick you know, fix for that. Uh, I think folks who are not in the queer community um, get a certain type of training uh, just through living life and, and, and maybe seeing their, their family members and their parents as sort of a model. But I think queer people have less of a model that's out in public, so we have to kind of do it in maybe less conventional ways. Um, certainly as a trans woman, there is not really any experience of, of seeing myself reflected, let alone seeing someone love a trans person. I think if you think of a trans person, you think of us as individuals, not surrounded by anyone that we love. No one loves us. We're just alone and we're just doing our thing. And maybe in 2020, 2022, we're strong teachers who teach people about, you know, being valiant, but we don't necessarily have people that are connected to us who talk about loving us in ways, um, in, in many different ways. And so that was really important for me to put into an album to show folks that it is possible to show trans folks it's possible to be loved and receive love, but even more importantly, to show others that it is possible and good to talk about your love of trans people publicly. Oh, um, I love that. And I just imagine it's got to be so therapeutic because like it's twofold. So you are healing through writing this music, but at the same time, you are mm -hmm. inspiring and letting other people feel seen and be seen by your music. I mean, how, how's, it's gotta feel good, right? Like it's just, all that's just gotta feel good. Oh, it definitely does. It feels good to be, you know, I think I've had these feelings obviously for a while, but no one was really interested in, I don't know if anybody's interested in hearing it today, but they definitely weren't interested in hearing it 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? And so no one was wanted, there was no space in the world right. where you could listen to find a black trans woman singing about her experience and singing R&B, 90s R&B, Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Could not find that. And so I'm providing it and it feels great. I mean, but that's the thing. You, you, you sit here and you say, you know, from your experience, you, you, you didn't have any anyone to look up to. You never heard anyone telling these stories. You realize with you, Peppermint, that ends today. That is no longer a hey. thing that is a fact that is now history because you have changed history. You are the person doing it. You are humanizing the experience. You're humanizing the experience and showing, Hey, here's what I am as a human being with feelings, with heart, with, with, with emotions where I, I, you know, it's not a spectacle. Yeah. You know, and I think I wanted to take that step for so long. I was, I was afraid to be the one to, to do that uh, because I know that people love, me from drag race and they love like i had a little lip sync moment and they want that fierceness and they just mm -hmm. want some glitter and just be on stage and make us feel what we're telling you we want us to feel right but you know and those things are great honey i love the art of drag wow. once a queen always, always a queen yes yes <laughs> but even the queens have feelings the same feelings as everybody else we want to be loved we want to be adored and cherished more than just by fans that are like throwing money and don't uh -huh. believe me do not stop throwing the money. Yeah. But we'll put we'll put that, your Venmo in at the end. About, yeah. Hello. <laughs> let me talk about the the some of the things and that are that we go through. And I think the the certainly the, the trend has been moving in the right direction uh, over the past decade or so in terms of pro being progressive. Um, but definitely post 2020, there's a lot more conversations that everyone is involved or ready or interested in having that they weren't prior to 2020. And I'm just taking advantage of that. Well, and if, when you think Peppermint, you think first in all these spaces, you were the first girl to come out as trans on Drag Race. Am I correct with that? I'm the first. It's It gets kind of muddy. Yeah. On, on the show. <laughs> on the show. Fun. Right. Uh, yeah, prior, I guess the important note is that I was out as trans prior to ever even going to the show. To the show, right. And then, so I walked into the workroom completely already just out. Now, the, the, the controversy for a lot of people is that they um, don't think I looked like, they didn't believe me because they don't look like I was 
trans. I don't even know what that means, but uh, <laughs> that is their that's their cross to bear. Exactly. It's on record. I was out. Um, and it, it feels good to have been able to contribute to some of that narrative, because certainly when I went on the show um, and before I went on the show, there was not a lot of uh, it's not it wasn't it wasn't like it is today. Today, mm-hmm. like literally today, season 14, we have, you know, f- f- five out five, trans five. women on the show. The winner is an out trans woman. Yep. Uh, and they all came out mostly during the process of the show, I believe. Um, and it just feels so great that we can have a space for, for different types of identities that can come out in their own time, in their own way, when they're ready. And one of the things that I think was really interesting and just really touching and really resonated with me, specifically given my my experience with Drag Race, having to balance, am I, am, I, am I a good spokesperson for the community? Am I making them proud? Am I representing myself well? Am I doing myself dirty? Um, am, I, am I a good trans woman to look up to? Or am I, am I being a, a good representation? Or am, would I be proud of myself? Like all of these questions that you ask, am I being a good queen? Because sometimes back, especially back in 2016, there, were, there was a lot of, you're either a drag queen or a trans woman and there's nothing linking it. Um, right. And so I was like wrestling with all that on my season. So seeing all of the trans representation, but specifically during the finale, Miss Cornbread coming mm-hmm. out and dressed in sort of a beauty and the beast melange of the two, um, I thought was beautiful because yeah. what she had to say about it was that, you know, the, 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 the beauty of being trans has nothing has less to do with what surgeries you've had and what you look like on the outside and whether people believe that you're a beautiful woman or not and just about who you are and so beauty isn't about I have the beholder and it comes from within I mean I'm paraphrasing and I don't mean to right. stick words in her mouth but that's basically what she was conveying and so I thought that was just really beautiful well yeah because it, it is evolving and we're all learning like as as fans of the show we're learning a lot of stuff too as, as somebody myself, from the South, I feel like it was kind of different in our clubs. I feel like the trans girls were represented a lot when you went to see a drag show. So, like, I just knew that world, and that just kind of made sense to me. And I didn't realize there were a lot of people that didn't know that those girls were in this world and killing it in this world. And I um, you want to talk about not, not saying somebody's words for them. I don't want to tell her story, but I moderated the panel for uh, season two of Drag Race at DragCon a couple years back. And this was mm-hmm. pre-All Stars, mm-hmm. and Kylie is a good friend of mine. And we got talking a little bit about what her experience was like on her season when she basically, I don't want to get the wrong words, but she wasn't allowed to be herself. And she wasn't allowed to mm-hmm. continue to grow into herself if she wanted to be a part of that process. So they, mm-hmm. to, that to me just blew my mind because I was like, whoa, like this is like, I, I remember being in Oz and in, oh, in New Orleans and like, like that's, that's just these girls were always performing. They were part of the drag scene. It was it blew my mind mm-hmm. that these girls were not in the mainstream yet. So then to fast forward to see then her snatch the crown at All Stars being her full authentic self. And Peppermint, I mean, I, I just got to say like it is, it's girls like you that like stepped up and just, you were yourself on the show and you made people go, oh, okay, because sometimes it's just that. Sometimes it's just being you and people seeing you because they haven't had the chance to see someone like you anywhere yet. And then it clicks and they go, oh, 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 well, I was stupid. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, moving on. This is what it is now. And like you were at the forefront of that. So like I do have to really applaud you for that as somebody who is a big fan of the show and a big fan of trans girls and drag. I'm just really happy to be a part of that legacy and I'm so proud of Kylie and I'm so proud of, it was, feels like it's just just um, her just desserts coming back and snatching the Yes, man, it certainly was. Been an originator on the show. Uh, and it just goes to show that even though there was um, controversy and, and some, a little bit of tension about whether or not we belong in the show or should be or could be or whether it made sense or what was gonna happen, here we are and we are dominating and it makes the show better. It makes everything better. I want every show to have a trans person on there because that's life. <laughs> yep. Right? Exactly. That's just life. Yeah. I mean, that's what I feel like my baby does with, with his Hallmark movies. It's the same thing of just show people something that you haven't seen so it can click. It's the same thing that always happened with my family. My family like didn't understand. Like, I don't, like they were so anti-gay and so homophobic. And then like they just saw me come out and be in a loving relationship. And it was like light bulbs. Oh, okay. 
All right, we Light get bulbs. it because we've seen it. So we're in a really unique, special time in life where we're getting to be those people that just live our lives authentically and loudly and mm -hmm. help change people and their minds and hearts because of that. So I think we're all really fortunate. I think we are too. You know what? Because Peppermint is making history. Speaking of history, we have LGBTQ plus history when we come back after this break. We'll be right back. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, Peppermint. So what we love to do on Pridecast is we like to talk about LGBTQ plus history, little moments in LGBTQ plus history, because if we want to know where we're going, we have to always remember where we came from. So we like to do a segment we call This Week in Gay History. We're about to school you, Peppermint. This Here we go. Real, this one's really special to me as somebody that attends gay days at Disney. I think this is really cool. So in 1978, this week in LGBTQ plus history, more than 15,000 gay men and lesbians attended a special gay night at Disneyland to benefit the Los Angeles Gay Community Services Center. It's the largest private party that the theme park has ever had, according to the research that was done by our producer. So I'm going to go with Raymond. that. Raymond. That, that, that sounds like a lot, but in 1978, if they did that, that's that's amazing. And, and I certainly believe that our community would show up and show out. And I love stuff like that because that's, the predecessor to things like gay days, to things like the events that we were able to go. I just remember like first time going and like being at Disney and like every time you saw a red shirt, it was like, oh, I'm not alone. Oh, there's there's more of us. And it just made you feel stronger and stronger about yourself. And like now fast forward, like, I mean, obviously we're still out and proud. We don't care. But I remember being like a little 20 year old and seeing those red shirts and feel, feeling safe. So I love that that happened in history. You ever been to a gay days? You been to Gay Peppermint. Days, Peppermint? I haven't been to Gay Days, at least not in Disney for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, and I'm this. I'm just so happy, especially hearing this historic moment and that this is our our day in history, um, and that I didn't realize it had been going on since 1970. But I'm really happy that you know this year with a lot of the um, conversation that had gone place publicly in Florida with Governor DeSantis and. Don't say gay, Bill, uh, to see Disney, you know, uh, coming out strong uh, uh, to, you know, in support of the LGBTQ plus community um, 
even though it looks like the, the story the story is not finished, there's going to be some more um, happening about that. But it just feels so great to see them actually, um, what I believe, standing on the right side of history. And so, yeah, I've never been to a Gay Days. Um, and I know, I don't know if that's the same. Well, is that also one magical weekend? I think like it. I think more. they all kind of happen at the same time. I'm, listen, I'm not the authoritative spokesperson. I mean, it is, a, just, it is um, a magical weekend. Yeah, it's, I think it's that's a like magical a separate. Weekend. You put a, a few it's thousand a gays in one place. It's magical. It's Let me tell you. Yeah. Happen. <laughs> gonna happen. Gonna happen. Love is going to be found. Love is going to be lost. Hold on to your ears, Minnie Mouse. Peppermint's going to create volume four of Letters to Her Lovers. It's going to mm. be a whole thing. <laughs> now, we're sitting here talking about all the things here on Pridecast, that all the accomplishments that you, you've done, Peppermint, all, all the things that you're going to do. And it's all about being proud of yourself here on Pridecast. It's about being proud of who you are. That's why we do Pridecast. So we asked this question. What does pride mean to you? Pride is, it feels like I'm, I have the opportunity, thankfully, to have a different answer to that question every year, every time I think about it, every time I'm asked. Mm. Um, and so, of course, it's about community. Of course, it's about being able to be yourself uh, freely and safely and sort of out loud. Uh, and so this year, Pride for me is really about being able to uh, do all of those things and also focus on allowing those who love us, whether it's a family member, romantic partner, society, uh, to do it just publicly. There's a, there's a quote that I like to say, it just resonates with me every time I even say it. Um, it's a quote by Cornell West, uh, who says, justice is what love looks like in public. Mm. And it really just resonates with me because there are so many moments where our community needs justice. When we're talking about LGBT youth, gay youth, trans youth, and in states like Florida, Texas, Alabama, uh, you know, South Dakota, you name it, there's lots. Uh, and these anti-trans and anti-queer bills that are being proposed to keep keep LGBT youth LGBT youth from gaining access to sports, to healthcare, to bathrooms, again, uh, to all of these different things. In addition to the impending Roe v. Wade decision, which looks like it might not turn out the way we want, um, which is you know abortion access and reproductive justice is a queer issue. It is a trans issue as well as a women's issue. Um, you know, all of these things happening, th those things to me are the opposite of justice. And so mm -hmm. that quote really resonates with me. And I, I think we could use some public love, people to talk about us and beam about us publicly. And that's why, you know, um, I mean, that, that's why this, this album that I have, it's just, it feels like it's just at the right time. And so I'll be beaming with pride this June and July when I'm on tour, singing these songs in public for people to see. Hopefully it'll be another page of their tour or their pride experience, because I know mm -hmm. that for a lot of people, especially the early days of pride is about going out and just like, you know, losing yourself in the crowd. Um, but then there are other opportunities uh, for people to really engage and have an intimate experience. And I'm excited to be able to provide that. Isn't it interesting how pride changes every single year? Like what every we, we year. Think, we think we know what it is. And then it next year you're like, oh, no, but something completely different now. And that's what I love about the queer community is that it's always ever changing. It, 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 you'll, it's never the same place. It's never in the same place each year. It's always different because we're learning more about each other because of people like Peppermint and doing what they're doing and, and all the activism that's going on. You're, you're, people are able to grow and change and learn. And, and the whole community just expands as a whole. And it's so beautiful. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I'm listening to you talk and I'm still processing everything that you said about like loving you and, and building you up and all that. What else can we do? What else? Not only like the cisgendered people in the queer community, but cisgendered people in general. What can we do to be better activists for the trans community to help progress continue? I mean, just being open is certainly a, a great first step. I think in terms of like publicly and social media, just uplifting someone in your life who's trans, it's really is interesting because a lot of people, according to a Pew poll, 
90% now of people in the United States say that they do not know someone personally who is trans. Mm. which is like, that's a lot of people. And that's most of the people. And so a lot of people may not have the opportunity to sort of meet or uplift somebody who is in their life who's trans because they don't know them. Uh, And so what the people who do know someone who is trans or even in the queer community should do, um, I think is just talk about those people publicly. Again, uplift them publicly and give them opportunities for jobs, consider them for different types of things because we are more than just entertainers. We are more than just people in Hollywood. We're more than just that girl who does the show at the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, these, uh, you know, trans women of color, specifically black trans women are at the losing end of the of, of terrible lopsided murder uh, rates and statistics. You know, um, there, I think been, have so far this year, I don't know how many, the, 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 the number of murders of trans women of color um, and trans people overall in the United States just seems to rise every year, it gets higher and higher every year, which is terrible. And a lot of those crimes and, and acts of violence are committed by our partners, our romantic partners, our boyfriends, our lovers. And so, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not really a, a bright and sunny outlook, but, right you know, what people can do is not shame someone. If, if somebody comes around and brings their transgender girlfriend or boyfriend, accept them and mm-hmm. invite them mm-hmm. into the fold just like you would anybody else. And creating spaces for our partners and the people who love us to feel free to do that without feeling judged or um, it's sort of like this internalized sort of homophobia and transphobia happens around the notion of being the lover of a trans person. Mm-hmm. And if we could try to remove that as society um, and the people who are outside of the queer community stop doing that and people inside of the queer community do that to our partners as well. People, I'm yeah. not gay, I'm a straight woman, surprise. Um, <laughs> and I think that's a, that actually comes as a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that speaks a lot to your heart, though, Peppermint. Like, that's what we could do. And you said, help our partners feel supported. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's beautiful that your your heart goes there. So, right? claps to you for that. You make, make me feel all warm and fuzzy and sweet over here. And I have a really important question I want to ask you, Peppermint. All-stars. You have to, you have to pick one. Wait, the, the all-winter season right now? The you going to do this to her? all-winter season. I'm going to do it. All-stars. If you, if you said, okay, magic wand, boom, that's my choice, who is it going to be? If I could just choose today, not having seen any right, of the not episodes, seen the show, just like right. hey, boom, magic wand, there the magic ru wand, ding. Wait, you're gonna have to and also not today. not knowing and some of the tea that I know. Ah! <laughs> okay, I would the tea aside. Would, hello, um, <laughs> I would probably say. I mean, honestly, I, I I'm torn between. I mean, they're so, they're all so great. They're this all so great. Oh, but I'm torn between two. Uh, my niece, Monet Exchange, mm-hmm. or, or either of my season nine sisters, mm-hmm. Trinity the Tuck or mm-hmm. Shea Coulee. Mm-hmm. 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 And uh, justifiably so on all those accounts. Your niece, your season. Also, you know why Peppermint's a leader? Safe answers. In that sense, hey, she's I like, know. I know them. Because no one's going to shame her. She's like, uh, they're they're going to say, oh, you picked your niece and your season. Okay, we'll get her. Well, I, no th- one's going to come at her. How did you not pick this person? <laughs> How did you say that? I, why would you say that? Like, no one's going to come after her. And you know what? We support you. Well, you, well I'm, then <laughs> I'm going to make you do this. <laughs> because you have no no way to get out of this. So people can tell you, oh, you shouldn't have picked a favorite. I'll go ahead. I, I'm going to say it on record because hey. I'd... Shea Coulee. Sorry, I'm going to say it on record. Shea Coulee. I just think she's, I mean, she's a fierce. superstar she's from the fierce. minute she walked in on your season. She's just a daggone superstar. When her all-star season happened and she walked in, I was like, well, it's cute for everybody else to come play and enjoy <laughs> and have a good time. This will be fun to watch, but this is Shea's season. I just think she's spectacular and she's a superstar. So, like, my money, if you made me bet right now, would be on Shea Coulee. And you don't got to say anything, Peppermint. I know you know T and I know these are people that you care about and their family and stuff, but, like, I'm going to put my money on it i put my money on willow pill even though she's not on this i know but i'm still putting my money on her because she i love willow pill a, she's gonna pop out of a box <laughs> i mean i just pray what that a, maybe she'll she could everyone. just sashay up in there i honey. mean you never know uh, angela pop out you know the box. her oh my god i love her so much no that's a cop-out answer baby no it's the best answer because i'm always gonna be a willow fan um peppermint before you go we we ask everyone the same question because we think it's important there, there's so many times that 
we, we talk about our community and say how hard it is. And, and, and we, we are honest about the struggles that we are going through because they are real. But on the other side of those struggles and on the other side of everything, there is light and there is hope and there are amazing things. So we ask you, what is your favorite thing about being part of the LGBTQ plus community? What's your favorite thing about being queer? I had the, I had the chance to listen to Dr. Angela Davis recently after having um, spoken with her on Black Queer Town Hall, which is a, um, an event that I put together with Bob the Drag Queen. And Aunt Dr. Angela Davis, uh, who is queer, uh, part of the queer community, says that uh, she believes that trans people and specifically trans people, but also gender nonconforming people um, have a certain freedom from the very, very oppressive binary of gender that allows us to look outside of the box. And we, and perhaps shows us, us meaning humanity, sort of a, 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 an option for the future that's free of some of the stuff that gender roles uh, and the patriarchy um, put stifle us with. And so I think that's my favorite thing. I do think even though the price that we pay for being free and open and really um, at sometimes self-content and, and knowledgeable about who we are, more knowledge about who we are and, and more connected to our own authenticity, the price for that in, the, in, some, in many situations is being bullied in school as a younger person, having some tough times with family as a younger person. And I don't wanna reduce that because that is also character building. Uh, but I do think my superpower is having sort of this opened up sense of who I am and those around me that I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd um, even be looking to find or have access to if I were cisgender and heterosexual and not a part of the queer community because mm -hmm. everything would be sort of prescribed for me mm -hmm. in, in that regard. Absolutely. Superpower, that's the word I always use superpower. too. It is, it's a superpower girl. We are, we are fortunate, we are you, lucky. We, we have the superpower and when people like you use them for such good, it's how the world changes. Before we go, we like to shout out people in our community in a segment we call Me and James Shining Our Big Gay Spotlight on people of the LGBTQ plus community that are doing awesome things. So James, tell us about this week's Big Gay Spotlight. I, I didn't really take good notes on it because I was, I was it's, it's, a, it's a book with a lot of pictures and I thought it was really cool, but so check this out. So gay author, <laughs> Eric Rosswood, uh, did this book because he wants LGBTQ plus kids to believe in themselves. So it's a, it's a children's picture book. It's called Strong and it tells the story of Rob Kearney, uh, baby, I showed you him before. Yes. Rob Kearney is that power lifter guy that wears like the bright colors and has the bright hair. And he's like, I think um, he's the first openly gay strongman in the sport of, you know, the strongman stuff, yeah. like rrr, lifting all the things. I can but, pull an airplane or I can lift a bus. Yeah. yeah. But the book is, is all about how like he's not being bright and colorful. And then he meets the guy who tells him. Hey, you're special. I'll be bright and colorful with you so you mm. feel strong enough to be bright and colorful yourself. And it's just, I mean, not even for LGBTQ+, because for any kid out there to hear that message of you can be bright, you can shine, you can be different. And look, there's people that will love you for it and do it with you. And you can still, and you're strong. Being bright does not mean that you are not strong. Yeah, absolutely. I love. I think that's. I think that's beautiful. So big gay spotlight on author Eric Rosswood, but also on on Rob Kearney, the strongman that it's based on. Both of y'all, thanks for being so fabulous and living loudly, so I can shine my big gay spotlight on you. And not to put you on pressure, uh, not to put you uh, on the spot, Peppermint, but uh, you got you got anybody you'd want to shine your your big trans spotlight on? That's that's doing something amazing out there that you would love to just shout out. You just want to say, hey, oh my I see you. Hey, I see you. Uh, right now, I am into uh, this person is not of trans experience, but uh, my spotlight can go on everybody. Um, is uh, an author, Sonia Renee Taylor, who also is, um, you can find her very, very fabulous uh, musings on her Instagram and social media, uh, where she comments on everything going on. I just really enjoy her style of delivery and teaching. This is, it's not a children's uh, per person necessarily, uh, but they are doing some great work in the community. Sonia Renee Taylor, 
check her out in her new Sonia book. Renee Taylor. Right now I just we'll followed her. her. We'll just follow her right now. Ho- hope I get a follow back. I, <laughs> just want just want those followers. <laughs> so you know, thirsty for just, a follower. Just follow. Oh my goodness. Follow for a follow back. Okay, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Pepper, before you. we let you go, though, because you have all the stuff coming up in the tour and all that, we want to make sure that if anybody is sitting at home taking copious notes and doesn't know how to jump on the Google or jump on your Instagram and get the information, how can they see you on tour? Um, people can just go to my website, peppermintonline.com slash events for tickets. Uh, the tour kicks off in July um, in Chicago. I am from Chicago. I'm not from Chicago. <laughs> yes, that's for the drag race fans in you. Yeah. July 2nd, it uh, kicks off. We're going all over the country to Georgia, uh, well, it, cities all over the country, Atlanta, Oakland, Los Angeles, uh, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Philly, Boston, and of course, Brooklyn, New York. And so everybody's invited. Pepper, we could literally talk to you all day. You're so wonderful. Thank you so much, Peppermint, for joining us here on Pridecast and all the history that you're making. Thank you on behalf of us and the community for all that you do, Peppermint. James and Jonathan, it is my absolute pleasure. And I was so excited to get the chance to chat with you. Bye, Peppermint. Bye, girl. Bye. Girl, bye. (laughs) Girl, bye. Bye, bitch. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council.